1: the cup is back home the Bruins are 2011 Stanley Cup champions welcome to Bruins beat podcast on CONS radio the CONS radio is the leading online provider audio video coverage of your favorite Boston sports teams uh, follow us follow CLNS on social media on Twitter at CLNS Radio, Facebook, www.facebook.com slash CLNS fans, and don't forget to download the CLNS Radio free mobile podcast app. For iOS and Android, simply search CLNS Radio in your app marketplace, or for Android, CLNS Radio slash Android, and iOS, CLNS Radio slash iOS free. So obviously you can listen to that, listen to us in many different ways, and get as much information as possible from See you on this Radio by following us on Twitter and Facebook and all of that. But this is Bruins Beat, and uh, this I'm Mike, joined alongside Jason as always. And as everyone knows, it's, it's a downtime in the NHL right now, especially for the Boston Bruins, who are in no shape or form doing anything relevant right now, unless you count the World Championships as relevant, which I don't. I think the World Championships is an absolute joke, to be honest. And The only reason I've been keeping an eye on it is because Austin Matthews and Patrick Lane are playing. And for those of you that follow NHL, vividly know that Austin Matthews and Patrick Lane are probably going to be the first two picks in the draft this year. Austin Matthews and Lane have been scoring quite a bit over there and making impressions on teams. So I'm just checking in on the scores over there to see how those players are doing. I'm not watching. I think the World Championship is a joke. I don't think they don't bring any of the top players over there. And I know Team Canada is good, but... If you look at the Team USA, they're bringing college kids, they're bringing kids that aren't drafted yet. The tournament is... I don't get why they even have the tournament at all, to be honest, so I just wanted to kind of crap on the World Championships right there, because the World Cup's coming up, they just had the Olympics, like, no one cares about the World Championships. Like, yeah, I get it, it's cool that people, that players get to wear their country's jerseys that don't normally get to do that, but... When you win, is it really even bragging rights? Because you're playing against people that you normally wouldn't be playing against. If they're, if you're playing, like, Team USA doesn't have Pavelski. They don't have Kessel. They don't have Parise. Team Canada doesn't have Stemcoach. They don't have Crosby. Like, what do you get out of winning in those tournaments? I don't understand.
0: You know, that's a very good point. And I don't understand it either because you're throwing a tournament in there during the NHL playoffs where the playoffs are getting most of the attention and most of the good players are sitting in the playoffs. So what's the point in even having the tournament? And how much television television coverage coverage is it really getting? So I I don't get it. You know, yeah, you people, people are talking about You have the World about Juniors, it. like you have all these hockey tournaments that actually matter. That actually matter. The World Juniors matter because it comes down to the young kids. So what does the World Whatever is going on, whatever you call it nowadays, going on right now, matter. It doesn't. Yeah, they do it, like, every year. I don't understand.
1: And it will be like, oh, it's like this player is playing for Team USA. This player is playing for Team
0: Sweden. And It's like, cool. Whatever. This is this is just a tournament for the players that don't want to be done playing hockey for the summer. Exactly.
1: And, like, the, I know the Bruins have three players playing, Martian, Pashnik, and Petrano. But the thing is, Frank Petrano, who obviously had a great year in the AHL of Providence, Scored so many goals. He came up from Boston, did his part. I know Pashnik had an up-and-down year. He got injured. So it's good for Pashnik to continue playing to stay in game shape. But is Frank Petrano really going to make Team USA for a World Cup or for the Olympics? No. And this is my point. So, yeah, it's good that he's playing for Team USA and he's he's obviously continuing his ice time. Would you rather
0: be playing in that tournament or the playoffs?
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly my point. If if you – and if you bring up the Olympics and someone says we'd rather play in the Stanley Cup or Olympics, and I guarantee you the players would have a little bit more of a pause. You know what I mean? Even though I guarantee you a lot of them would take the Stanley Cup, but they would have a little bit more of a pause than the World Championships or the Stanley Cup playoffs. Everyone's going to take the Stanley Cup playoffs 10 times
0: out of 10. No, easily. It's easily the Stanley Cup playoffs. So I kind of look at that tournament like a tournament for the players who still want to keep playing.
1: Yeah, sorry to go on a rant there, but I just think the World Championships are so stupid. And, that, and that's why I wasn't
0: I, expecting that for a red. I know, and that, so. that's
1: why I haven't, <laughs> and that's why I haven't brought it up to you, like in pregame notes or like even the past two shows. I know, I we touched on like Martian Patrick and Vitrano being named. So I'm sure you're looking for me to disagree upon
0: something since we've been agreeing lately.
1: I know, but right. I just don't think that that term it means anything. It's so
0: dumb. No, it's pointless. It's just. Like I said, it's a tournament for the players that want to keep. Like playing. I said, I'm, I'm I'm
1: keeping track of Matthews and Lane more than I am keeping track of the Bruins. They're the
0: top parts of the
1: draft. Yeah, I haven't even I don't it's... I couldn't even tell you how many points Patrick has. I have no idea, not a clue. Cause you know why? I don't care. The tournament doesn't mean anything.
0: Get back. No, I haven't. I haven't paid and Haven't. I have no clue what's going on. The World
1: Cup of Hockey? I'll actually get into because they're actually naming all the best players for the World Cup of Hockey. I'll I'll keep an eye on that one, but not don't get don't bother me with this World Championship nonsense.
0: No, it's, it's absolutely pointless.
1: Doesn't make any sense to me, but... There was a little bit of Bruins news this week, though. I saw, you know, good old buddy Jonas Companion, who the Bruins brought over last year, has signed overseas and will not be playing for the Bruins next year. And as a contributor to a Bruins media, I say good riddance to you. Jonas Companion. you brought nothing to the table for me. You were awful. I, I mean, I, as... I'm gonna put it as bluntly as possible. He was not very good. I didn't think he did anything, brought anything to the table. I mean, he didn't contribute at all, and it was just a waste of a. I mean, I wouldn't say I mean a waste because he they signed him from overseas, so I guess you can take a gamble. But just didn't just didn't pan out. And if he's going back overseas, because obviously he can't play in the NHL, and teams didn't want him.
0: Yeah, no, you know, I, I don't think is that big of a deal. He could, he can go overseas. I think the other notable player that's gone overseas is Kokochev, and I think that makes more news than anything.
1: Kokochev is definitely interesting because he was obviously a, a bigger prospect name than Kempainen, and Kokochev obviously being from Russia, he has some skill there. And I know Kokochev came up to the Bruins a few times, and he didn't play, produce as much, but Kokochev was doing pretty well in Providence this year. He was up along, around the team lead in points. Obviously, Patrano had the most goals, but Kogelchev was up there in points, and he came out and ripped Claude Julien and said that Claude Julien doesn't give him a chance and ruined his career and all this stuff. And maybe I think Kogelchev's going a little bit too far. I do think something has to be said about Claude Julien and his coaching style for not giving Kokochev a chance. And even though I agree with, and I'm not saying Kogelchev is should have panned out here or Kogelchev's going to be a stud, I just think that when Kokochev got called up, he only played a handful of games, sometimes in the fourth or third line. I know he played with Krejci a little bit this year, but he played with them for almost like probably three or four games, and that's not much of a sample size there. And I know he didn't stand out, but I kind of, I don't agree with him wholeheartedly in saying that Julian's the reason why he can get ice time. I just think Kokochev has, has to bring it upon himself to earn more ice time when he gets opportunities while they're in produce. Like Brad Marchand started out in the fourth line, and now look what Marchand's doing. So there's ways to do it. I just think Kovalchuk taking the easy way out and being a little bit of a baby.
0: You know, you bring up a good point, and you maybe just think of that just now about Brad Marchand starting out on the fourth line, and that was back in oh9 when they were struggling still, correct? Yes. And you look at the way Brad Marchand is now, and how he's developed over the last six years. And you know, the thing about Marchand that's different from Kovalchuk is that Marchand played with a chip on his shoulder.
1: Exactly, and that's a good point. And I feel like when Kogachev got called up, he just didn't do anything Like that made him stand out. So obviously I understand that Claude Julian sometimes does favor veterans and does not play young kids, but Vetrano got called up. And at least when Vetrano got called up, you would notice him making a little bit of a difference. And even though Vetrano wasn't you know, scoring goals in the NHL level that he was in the AHL, he still was working hard, taking the body, doing what the coaches asked him to do. But but Kogachev, it was just like, oh, there's Kokochev. let's see if he does anything. And you watch the game, and as the game's going by, you just go, I don't really notice him.
0: No, you never did really notice him. But, you know, Kokochev can, can blame me on Julian, but in a way, when you look at it, Martian started on the fourth line, now he's with Bergeron. We can't say uh, Julian did develop Martian.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, he definitely... I think Martian... But I also think, like you said, Martian's chip on his shoulder. He wouldn't be denied. He was... He was going ball to the wall all the time on the fourth line, scoring goals, and now he's now look what he's doing. He's supposed he to be a, a chippy, payday.
0: He was a chippy player. I don't remember all the goals scoring when he first started, but I remember the chippiness. I remember him being noticeable.
1: He brought it every game. I
0: remember I remember being at a Predators game back in 2009 when I really first started hearing him when the Bruins were going through that entire injury bug, and his name would stand out.
1: Exactly, and I just think Kogelchev, even though he's probably he, – did he, I think he signed in Russia or he's going to – and relatively soon, and if that goes to show, though, you're going back to Russia. So clearly that means you don't think you can, you don't think another team would take a gamble on you. So if even if he's blaming, and I get the Russians obviously go back to the KHL more than like a Finnish player would go back to Finland. So I understand that. But if you think that Claude Julien was the factor of you not making it to the Bruins and playing a regular shift in the NHL, wouldn't you rather go to another NHL team and try and prove yourself? And and, you would, and and shut up, Claude Julien, and prove everyone wrong?
0: You would think that that's what he would do, but, you know, the complaining... We ripped him back in the start of the season. If you, remember, if you remember when he first made the comments, we ripped him for it. And it shows the difference in the attitude of some of the players compared to what some of these other players like Martian have when they play hard, when they refuse to be denied. Yeah. And you see that mental weakness in the Bruins system. I
1: think that he's weak, because mentally weak, because... Like you said, it, I mean, I just don't understand. Like you, like you just said, you 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 think you'd want to prove to someone that you belong, you belong in the NHL. You don't just run back to the KHL, KHL, because you're Russian and you don't like Claude Julien.
0: And he had his opportunities. Where was he being physical on the ice? If he couldn't score the goals, where was the physicality? Where was that refusal to be denied on the ice? Or and he, he
1: didn't see it. Or even if he's not scoring, like taking the puck hard to the net. Or battling in the corners, or that's what I mean. Play physical. Yeah. There was nothing.
0: Playing physical, yeah. Playing physical, using there. his body.
1: And the, the one thing I would, the one thing I would say is like Claude Julien. Obviously, the Bruins management and Claude Julien uh, traded Sagan. Obviously, everyone knows that because they didn't think that he had the killer instinct. Or
0: and look at Tyler Sagan now. Yes, the stars were eliminated and, and he was injured, but look at the way Tyler Sagan plays now. Exactly, he's one of the highest scoring he's players. Angry,
1: yeah, and he looks like he's. Trying to round his game, and he, he's trying to prove to everyone that he's one of the best players in the NHL. And he could have literally taken that to heart and said, yeah. "Yeah, the Bruins ruined me. They ruined my confidence." And he could have just went to Dallas and, and just been another guy. But he's trying to showcase why he's one of the best players in the NHL. Showcase his talent. And I just don't understand why Kozlovich is taking the easy way out and just pretty much saying, "Okay, Claude Julien ruined my career, but I'm gonna I'm gonna run and, and go back to the KHL and be scared." and and not playing the NCL anymore. You're pretty much proving his point about why you shouldn't have been playing for the Bruins, anyways.
0: And it kind of shows that you know there's this thing with these European players that how do I word it? They're weenies.
1: Yeah, and I, I would I would tend to agree. I wouldn't say all I wouldn't say all of them, but
0: not all, but, no not all of but them. But majority of
1: them, it's you. You just wonder where their heads at.
0: I mean, you look at Ovechkin, who for the Capitals had the best team in the league, and. They're out in the second round. Ovechkin should have a cup or be in the cup by now. How is he not there? How has he been denied this many times?
1: It makes you wonder, but you also do have a lot of good... Um,
0: you have a lot of great players coming out of Europe, too. Yes, but, absolutely. You know, you have names like Ovechkin and Rask that stand out, where for us, it's Rask who we can't stand. Yeah. That came from Europe. Yes,
1: absolutely. But as you just... I mean, stuff. I just don't understand... I, I had faith in Kokochev. I, I was I was pulling from obviously before he made those comments in the off season this year and then now what he's doing now, it's like I don't know. I just where's your fire? Where's your passion? Where's your mentality to prove people wrong? Obviously it's not there, so I think I don't, I can't blame Claude Julian for this one. As much as I I've blamed Julian for other things and I have said I don't want Claude. Oh, I'm not much. I'm
0: not gonna put Julia's name into this no, one. No, not
1: at all. I don't know how you look at that and, and say and side with Kokochev on this. You can't side with him, there's no possible way.
0: Nope, also, you know, while we're doing the show, you know, we have a Sharks-Blues game that's going on live at the moment, and the game is tied at 1 because David Back is in Joe pa- Pavelski's scored about 34 seconds apart. Good
1: update there. Obviously, that, that should be a good series, but...
0: We'll get into that later. Just figured I'd throw the update while we were doing the show.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, the onslaught of big summer blockbusters makes May the perfect time to celebrate some of pop culture's unstoppable... Unrelenting and unbeatable characters and objects. We've got something you can carry. Something for your kitchen and cool to figure out with your monthly T and pin. Featuring two Marvel items plus Warcraft and Dragon Ball Z. No one one crate should have all this power. Loot Crate is the monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. So go check it out, lootcrate.com slash CLNS, and enter the code CLNS to save $3 on any new subscription. So go check out Lootcrate, L-O-O-T, crate.com slash CLNS. You'll be able to enter the promo code CLNS, and you'll save money on that. You have four days to do so on the 19th, and also it's 9 p.m. Pacific time. So obviously the people here on the East Coast, you'll have until midnight by the 19th to sign up for Loot Crate. So if if you like the game and you're a gamer, you consider yourself a, a gamer geek, or one of those people, just go, go check out Loot Crate. But back to the Bruins, Jason. And I want I, I forgot to uh, we forgot to do this a little bit earlier, so I it made me think about something to do for us as the you know, the NHL playoffs is going on, and obviously the downtime, there's not much to really get uh, get to talk about with the Bruins. Obviously, the Bruins announced their development camp, their rookie camp for the summer in Wilmington. And fun fact, this will be the last year the Bruins will be in Wilmington because they are building a brand-new practice facility in Brighton, which I think is going to be great. I think it's going to be way better for fans instead of to go to Boston, instead of going to Wilmington. I just think it's going to be a great facility, and it's going to be easier for the players to get to.
0: Yeah, aren't the Celtics moving to Brighton too?
1: Correct. Celtics and Bruins are both going right in the Brighton area.
0: No, that's perfect for the two Boston teams. I mean, you got hardcore nice, and ice in Brighton, Boston, in that area. Good choice.
1: Absolutely. But the thing, the exercise I wanted to do, Jason, is we're going to read off the, you know, some Bruins, notable Bruins players that are unrestricted or restricted free agents this year. Obviously, you'll have some players like Christopher Breen, uh, Tommy Cross, Brandon DeFazio, who have been in Providence, and I'm not going to say those names, or Ben Sexton. I mean, those all those are all players that have been in Providence. They aren't considered highly touted prospects in, in Providence. So I'm not going to go after those players if they get re-signed or we'll mention it, but I, I want, I'm i going to talk about the players, the big name, some of the big name players, obviously, that people know. And the first player I want to talk about and see what you think. Should the Bruins resign sign him? Let them go. If you would resign them, how long would you resign them for? And for the money and the, obviously the the biggest the biggest player and the big topic for the Bruins this offseason is going to be Louis Erickson. And all reports that I have saw is Louis Erickson is still in Boston. He could have went back to Sweden by now, but I've I heard he's been around the Boston area, uh, hanging around. Obviously, Louis Erickson, 30 years old. The Bruins did not trade him at the trade deadline. And good uh good pal Jimmy Murphy from Dirty Water Media speculated that he heard from a couple of NHL sources that the Bruins and the Blues were pretty close to a deal around Louis Erickson and Kevin Shattenkirk. And obviously the Bruins need defensemen. That's been one of the bigger issues of this team. It did not happen. Obviously it fell through. And there was also a report that it was going to be Louis Erickson and Dimitri Yaskin as one of the players coming back. And there's a report that said the Blues wanted the Bruins to take on a little bit more Take another player on that had a little bit of a cap hit, and the Bruins didn't want to eat salary in the deal, so obviously it fell through. But Louis Erickson's a big name. He's 30 years old. He'll be 31 next year. He had 63 points. His cap hit this year was 4250000 4, and you and I have been pretty adamant about not re-signing Louis Erickson, so I'm assuming that's the way you're going to go. Would you re-sign Louis Erickson? You say they had a chance at Kevin Shattenkirk this back in the uh, trade deadline. That is what Jimmy Murphy is reporting. Correct.
0: <laughs> That's a makes Boston's management look even worse.
1: It came out this Jimmy
0: Murphy had an
1: article about it this week, stating that uh, the Bruins were close to getting Kevin Shattenkirk
0: and Louis Erickson would have been going to. I heard something about the Sharks being interested. The Sharks too.
1: and the Panthers were
0: also two teams involved. How dumb is our management team to not get Shattenkirk? I mean, you it's get an definitely. get that, you take it. I
1: don't think it's I don't for think,
0: Louis Erickson, who's not coming back anyway.
1: I mean, I wouldn't use the word dumb. I would definitely say just disappointing. I mean, the, the the thing I would say is, it's tough to find out the details of these deals. So something had to have happened where, like, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I would love Shattenkirk here. I've been talking about Shattenkirk for a while now. I think he'd be a perfect get for the Bruins. Uh,
0: I would have straight up trade Erickson for Shattenkirk. I don't think the, the Blues no, would have, have done have.
1: that though. That's the problem.
0: You don't. So you don't think that the the Blues wanted something else, like another player. I think the Blues. It's, we can we can speculate that, but it's disappointing if they had if they, if they were really close and they couldn't over something minor.
1: Yeah, definitely disappointing. But Louis Erickson, you bringing him back to Boston, or are you just letting him go
0: for the right price? Yeah. I, At this point, who are they going to replace him with? Yeah, out I understand there?
1: what you're saying there, but. He wants like five or six years for like five or six yeah, million no. dollars. It's way too much.
0: I, 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 I would give him a
1: three-year deal. Yeah, like three-year, four, three $4 million-dollar deal. But he doesn't want that. And if he doesn't want that, sorry, Louis. Go. See you
0: later. See ya. See if you can buy money somewhere else. You'll Go be forward. thirty-one
1: years old. Uh you had sixty-three points. Yes, but I, I feel like you're during
0: big. Where was he during the big games? Yeah,
1: big games. You don't really notice him. And like, yeah. So I no, see, I wouldn't bring him back. Like, not what does Andy actually do exceptionally well? So he's a good player, but th- he's not great. He's not a great player, and you give out five and six million dollar contracts to great players that are young and aren't on thirty or years or older.
0: I'm sorry. He, and a lot of those goals that he scored, where he was right in front of the net and got loose puck.
1: Yeah. So I mean, you get a
0: big man cheaper to do that.
1: Absolutely. So I think the Bruins will lose Eriksson. The one thing I'm interested to see is if the Bruins trade his rights. They did. This, they did it to Carl Soderberg last year. They traded his rights to the Avalanche for like a. Fifth round pick or something like that. So I I wonder if Louis Erickson will get that same
0: treatment. I don't think so. I'd be shocked if that happened. Why? Because I want, I think the Bruins will take it all the way to free agency. I mean, we haven't heard anything yet because Soderberg was gone at the snap of a finger last year, and he was yeah, a much smaller type player. Over, so
1: I don't think you can make trades right now until the season's over. So I think that's the that's the issue.
0: Okay, then we'll see, but. It'll be interesting to see if Boston really gives him up.
1: Yeah, it will be. Also, the other defense defenseman, John Michael Lyles, who the Bruins got at the trade deadline. Um, he had 20 points in 81 games this season. 35 year old, he was brought in as probably a depth defenseman because the Bruins defense was so bad they had to bring in John Michael Lyles. I won't want him back. I mean, he's 35 years old. He's not making the Bruins defense any better. There's no reason to bring him back.
0: Now he's gone. That's he was a rental. He was. He was a rental. He's gone.
1: And Tory Krug is a restricted free agent. He's 25 years old. He's got. He just got surgery on his shoulder, and he could be missing some time as the season starts. He in 81 games, he had four goals, 41 assists, 45 points. Obviously, restricted free agents are a little different because if a team offers them a contract, the Bruins have a few days to be able to match it. But I don't sign Tory Krug for more than kind of what he's making now. 3,400,000. I mean, I would say maybe 4 million max for Tory Krug. And I get it, Tory Krug is improved, but I don't think Tory Krug is one of those players you look at and say, top four defensemen should be playing 20 minutes a game. I just think Tory, Tory Krug is a good, complementary defenseman.
0: Tory Krug is an interesting one because if a team gets stupid, the Bruins could or could not go for it. I could. See, I will say he'll probably be in Boston next year because I the think injury. So it's a increase in value. Another
1: thing to keep an eye on, though, is if a team does offer a um contract to Tory Krug and the Bruins do not match it, I believe the Bruins get back a first round pick and a third round pick.
0: And while well, that would be doing the Bruins a favor.
1: Exactly. So say.
0: So I- you have you you have to hope that maybe the somebody gets stupid and goes for an offer sheet, and the Bruins just let him go.
1: Yeah, otherwise I believe he will be in Boston next year. I don't, I don't think anything will come up where you see him on another team. Obviously strange things can happen, but I believe he'll be back here.
0: No, I, I believe he'll be back here too. But if that's what, if that's what the compensation is, you kind of hope it gets an offer sheet because that would be worth it.
1: Uh, the next person I want to bring up is on the list is Chris Kelly. He obviously was injured this year, so he only played in 11 games. He had two goals in the 11 games. He's thirty-five years old. His cap hit is three million dollars. Nope, don't
0: sign him. Nope. I nope, I want no nope, part nope. of Chris
1: Kelly. No nope. part of Chris Kelly. The Bruins the, the Bruins re-signed him last his last when his last contract was have up. Have they not
0: learned anything? Have they not learned anything from Charlie and Seidenberg?
1: Exactly. He's thirty-five years old. Please do not sign Chris Kelly. I I don't care what it takes. I'd rather have the fourth line they had, Nachari. The Ferraro in Petrino was on the fourth line. They had Spooner center in center in the third line. I'm sorry.
0: The games. Chara turned- and Steinberg, after the injuries they had, should be enough of an example to not sign back Chris Kelly on its own.
1: No, I don't. I don't want any part of Chris Kelly. Please let him go. Sorry, have have a, have fun somewhere else. I I don't care. I don't care if they say he's a leader in the locker room. He's gonna be. 30, he's 35 years old. Probably gonna be 36 this next season. What gets underway. He, got, he, he just had a significant injury. He's not going to bring anything valuable to the table. I'm sorry. Get Please, send him away. Send him yeah, away. Yeah, no,
0: we're agreed on that one. He can go.
1: And Max Talbot, I don't think we'll be back with the Bruins also. No. So, I'm not even going to go that far. Uh, the next person I want to talk about is Brett Connolly. Restricted free agent. <laughs> yeah, go away. Yeah, 71 games. <laughs> we're so, not even to have to just, just go. You, Brett know what, Connolly. you know what's embarrassing, kind of, is he, in 71 games, he had nine goals for majority of the year he was playing with Bergeron and Marchand and Bergeron and Marchand both have over 30 and Brett Connolly has nine nine that was one of the worst <laughs> trades I think the Bruins have made uh, now I shouldn't say one of the worst it's not it's definitely not up, it's definitely one of uh, yeah one of the worst not the, not the oh, it's worst it's like, one of the worst two second round picks for Brett Connolly this guy is a disaster you know who traded him Tampa and Tampa's in the conference finals Obviously Tampa knows what the hell they're doing because they got to get rid of this guy. This guy sucks.
0: Yeah, Tampa's been incredible. We'll get into that later.
1: Oh, don't get me started about Brett Connolly. He just makes me mad. It makes me
0: so mad. your energy. Yeah. We've, we've been agreed on this for the entire year.
1: Yeah, and this is where it gets a little interesting. Is uh, obviously we talked about Jonas Compani. He signed somewhere else. He was unrestricted. He was 28 years old. He put in 44. He put in 44 games at five points. See you later. We talked about Kholchov. He's I already he's,
0: talked about that when he's in yeah, Russia.
1: He, um Joe Morrow, restricted free agent defenseman, 23 years old. He played a little bit here and there when the Bruins obviously had defensive issues slash injuries. 33 games, he had one goal, six assists. Uh, relatively cheap money, only making 800000 I mean, Joe Morrow, 23 years old. He was part of the Tyler Sagan trade. Do you, you think the Bruins bring him back? as kind of like a floater between the NHL and the AHL and you kind of bring him up when he gets. Here's That's where a... this
0: discussion gets very interesting because I want to know which other of the defensemen are still um on that list before I make that decision. Okay,
1: we have Joe Morrow, we have obviously you talked about Tori Crew who's restricted, Joe
0: Michael Lyles,
1: and then I wanna talk
0: about the young the young kids, you know, the Morrow's, the Trotmans, all of them. Who else is still on that list?
1: Zach Trotman? Colin Miller. So you got
0: Morrow and Trotman. Is, who else is on there? Colin Miller. Okay. So you keep Miller. I think Colin Miller is a must-keep. You keep Miller. You keep... You know what? If you can get Morrow back for cheap, you keep him, but you let Trotman go.
1: I think between... I don't... I think Morrow or, or Trotman is gone. And I just think it's who the Bruins value,
0: value more. The Bruins need to find something. I mean, with what they have, they're not going to go for it anyway. I mean, we can have... Those three players are all very similar. Colin Miller's got the most upside, that I can say.
1: I think Colin Miller's the most Trotman upside. Trotman and Merrell
0: so. have pretty much shown their peak, so the Bruins need to do something on that defensive core. And it's not—I'm not optimistic about it either way. But you have to hope. Yeah, they
1: do yeah, it's, def, it's definitely something to keep an eye on there from the the younger defenseman, I think, like you said, Colin Miller's a must-keep. I think he has the most upside, as you said. Um, obviously the Bruins made a big trade for him this season with the with the Kings where they traded Luchik. I just think if they let Colin Miller go, it's what is it would just show that the Bruins management is so incompetent and they have no clue what they're doing.
0: Yeah, and that trade also involved Martin Jones, if you remember correctly. Yes, who I do. is now who is now all but gave the Bruins a reason to screw the pooch.
1: Um so other names I want to bring up quickly too is this is gonna be a good one. Kevin Miller. Unrestricted free agent. He is 28 years old. Kevin Miller.
0: Go away, Kevin Miller.
1: And the fact that Please Don Sweeney said he had a good year this year makes me very, very nervous. The Bruins need better defensemen. Kevin Miller is 28 years old. What does he bring to the table? I'm sorry, what does he bring to the table?
0: He's just a slowest char. That doesn't that's not bring much to the table
1: No Kevin Miller should not be around this team next year I'm sorry he's 28. what the hell are you gonna sign Kevin Miller for he, he's not-
0: if, 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 if the Bruins management is intent on keeping this team the same you're talking about three straight years of not missing the playoffs of missing the playoffs I should say
1: he's not a top four defenseman obviously he's sh- not he's shown that this year. you already have a six defense, five or six defenseman pretty much in Adam McQuaid. so bringing back Kevin Miller will hurt this team. And Claude Julien loves him for some reason, so he plays him all the time. But he needs the—they can't resign this guy. Please, there's got to be someone out there you can bring in besides Kevin Miller that can do a lot better.
0: No, there has to be. I mean, that's what's making this free agency period this year going to be very interesting. You know, trades are hard to make, but this is a big year, and the Bruins need to really change their defense. And I don't know how they're going to do it. Yeah, I don't know how either. It's going to be a long.
1: Long uh, offseason, we'll have to
0: obviously look and wait and see
1: what happens. A lot of speculation will probably come out, and we'll we'll have it on the show, obviously. But the last two I want to bring up quickly is Seth Griffith and Landon Ferraro. Seth Griffith obviously <laughs> had a great year in Providence this year. He was lighting it up. And obviously Landon Ferraro came over from uh, Detroit after the Bruins signed him. And... These are two players are obviously I don't think are going to be top six players. But Ferraro had played a decent fourth-line role. I'm interested to see if the Bruins bring him back for the fourth-line role. And I'm interested to see what they do with Seth Griffith. Because Seth Griffith obviously put up good numbers down there. I feel like the Bruins need right-wingers. Besides Pashnik, I don't think they really have a solid right-wing. So could Griffith maybe step up there and bring it? But he's a small guy. And Claude Julien doesn't like playing small-skilled forwards, so I think Seth Griffith's kind of interesting to see what the Bruins do with him.
0: See, if it wasn't for Claude Julien, I would say straight forward. I like Griffith. Um, I know he was injured last year at the start of the season; otherwise, he would have been in the lineup from the start. But I would like to see the Bruins give him back, bring him back for like one more year, see what he can do if, if he's healthy, if he can stay healthy.
1: Yeah, I'd give him a chance. I don't see why not.
0: What do they have to lose?
1: Yeah, the Bruins are going to get younger, so...
0: They're either going to play awful this season or they're going to play good. That's how it's going to be.
1: Yeah, I don't...
0: There's no, there's, no, there's no great for the Bruins this season. We're talking about making the playoffs or being awful.
1: Yeah, it's... it's there's no uh, in between. So, the, the, the Bruins, even though it's not... The biggest name, obviously, there is, is Louis Erickson, which we pretty much both think is going to be gone. I would say the Bruins don't have any, like, standout free agents, but a lot of interesting guys, to say the least.
0: No, a lot of interesting guys because it gives them options, but I'm more interested as the season ends to figure out who's going to be the free agents that are going to come from other teams and which options options lead from other teams and where the contracts and the deals are. Or This trades. seems like a much weaker free agent class than most years. You yeah, don't so hear it's going to be hard. Neat. They're going to have to
1: get a hockey trade going or something.
0: No, that's what, the, that's what we've been saying for the last year. The Brewers need to make a hockey trade. They need to trade away some big player and make a move. And there's only one real logical name that comes up, and we talk about this every single week, and you and I both know that name that I'm thinking of. Tuca.
1: Yep, Tuca. But before we get into the the breakdown of the Stanley Cup playoffs, which have been still unbelievable, um, I want to give a shout-out to The Garden Report, CEO on his YouTube. CLNS Radio is, is the best of written, spoken, and watched Boston sports coverage for the best of turn to CLNS Radio's YouTube channel, www.youtube.com slash CLNS radio. The Garden Report brings you high definition locker room interviews, full-length locker room, full-length locker room interviews as well. The Garden Report HD post-game show shot on the parquet floor at TD Garden. Please subscribe to that over the people at Celtics. Our Celtics guys—they do a phenomenal job with Celtics coverage this year. Obviously, this is my first year working with C O N S Radio, and I've noticed how well they do over there at the Garden Report and and doing stuff for the Celtics. So, go check them out on YouTube. Subscribe to it. Trust me, you'll—you won't be disappointed with the Celtics coverage you get over there.
0: Oh, good. Yes, absolutely. Follow them. It's gonna be—it's a good site.
1: Yeah, and it's gonna be interesting options for the Celtics. So, and they have everything you need covered from. From that, so go give that a follow. But uh, so the Stanley Cup, getting back to the Stanley Cup playoffs here, Jason. Obviously- hey,
0: before we start that, you said earlier that you wanted to talk about that Sharks pick. That the yes, yeah, so I'm going to
1: bring it up right now because I want to talk about because I wanted to because we had to break down the teams that advanced. And obviously, there was two Game Sevens last round. The Sharks obviously played the Predators last series, and the Predators forced the Game Seven, and the Sharks won on home ice. And, the and Sharks- they didn't
0: just win; they annihilated. The Predators—they came they in
1: their Yeah, game se- Both game sevens were kind what of. What does under-
0: that say about the Sharks right but now?
1: Game sevens both were underwhelming in the Western Conference because the Blues played the Stars in game seven, and the Blues wiped them out too. They both won by five goals. The Blues beat the Stars six-one. The Sharks beat the Predators five-nothing. And the reason why I think the Sharks winning affects the Bruins obviously is because the Bruins have the Sharks number—the the, first-round pick this year. If the Sharks lost to the Predators, the Bruins' pick would have been 18 or 17 overall. So the Bruins would have had two middle-of-the-round second picks. But since the Sharks won and they made the conference finals, the best the Bruins can do with that pick right now is pick 27. So the Bruins dropped 10 spots in the draft by the Sharks making the conference finals. It's one of the only sports that does this. Obviously, when you win the championship, you pick last, which is understandable. But... To make the conference finals and drop down 10 picks impacts the Bruins so much. Because if the Bruins had 14 and 18 or 14 and 17, you could have packaged that for a pretty good player. And now they have 27, who I think the Bruins could still look to trade. But getting players down at the end of the first round is a lot harder than getting players in the middle of the first round. So the Sharks winning really, really hurts the Bruins in the first round this year of the playoffs. And that trade, the trade Martin Jones for the first round pick, which was talked about last year. As a good deal, now looks you look at it and say the Bruins still get a first round pick, but now it's the most.
0: Well, that's a botched deal, right now there. it's going to be like twenty seven, and
1: you got to sit there and say, Don't we need Would you rather
0: this. just at this point have Martin Jones? Yeah, with the they, first round they pick must on be checking
1: themselves for that deal now, It's because twenty seven. You don't think the you know, when you go into that trade, obviously you don't think the Sharks going to be in the final four. And you don't think the the pick will be twenty seven? It's not like you traded them to like Chicago, where you know it's going to be a top. A, it could have been a bottom. Of the barrel pick, but that impacts the Bruins so much in the first round, and it really hurt. It really hurt. So I was, I was pulling for the Predators, just just for the sole fact to help the Bruins out. But now it doesn't even matter. The picks are be- At
0: this point, I remember. At this point, I'm rooting for the Sharks. Yeah, it's
1: either going to be picked 27, 27 through thirty.
0: I mean, that, that's that's was- all. But I mean, that's that's what you mean by the fact that these teams underestimated the talent that the Sharks still had.
1: Yes, they did. Totally, hundred percent agree and, in the and not
0: just the Bruins in, but in
1: the Eastern Conference you you have the Washington Capitals being eliminated again by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Washington that once again can knock it out of the second round and there's been whispers about reports about is it is it Alexander Ovechkin's last game in Washington and Washington Ovechkin's been there for 11 years and they haven't been to a conference finals or a Stanley Cup finals and he's a and he's a great talent Something's going wrong over there. And I'm not blaming Ovechkin. I don't, I don't know what's going on, but something's wrong over there. Something's not right within the Washington Capitals organization for them to not be in the Conference Finals or the Stanley Cup Finals in 11 years that Ovechkin's been there.
0: Yeah, you know what? You do have to think about you know, what it is with these big, talented names, but he still can't get past the second round, so what's the point in keeping these big, talented names when you just want to go for a team of young guys who are unknowns? And his contract's absurd, too,
1: so I don't think...
0: And that's the thing in the NHL. These people get these quote-unquote big contracts. It affects the team as a whole. So is it worth it having these big contract guys, or do you want to build a team from the whole?
1: And I think one of the Washington's problems is they don't have good centers. And you look at Pittsburgh, right, and their, their three-line centers were obviously Crosby, Malkin, and Bonino. And you look at Washington, and you go Backstrom, who obviously is good, and you, but then you have – Kuznetsov, who's like first year in the NHL, and then their third line center is like Jason Chimera or Mike Richards. You just look at that and you go, "That's, that's third, the Pittsburgh will o- o- match them on the center."
0: Yeah, no, Pittsburgh's talented, and you gotta keep in the back of our heads like what we've been talking about all year. They changed their coach mid season, and this, this is where they're at.
1: Yeah, Pittsburgh's hot. Pittsburgh is hot, and obviously, the Lightning.
0: The Lightning are incredible. They are absolutely incredible.
1: They losing the-
0: Bishop that game, uh, losing Strawman, losing Johnson, they are incredible. This team's resilient.
1: They really are. And Bishop, obviously Bishop is Bishop went down the first game one in the A first B- period. But Bishop the- going
0: down didn't bother me any because Andre Vasilevsky did have experience in the playoffs last year. We can't yeah, forget that.
1: What's interesting though is that he's not ruled out for the series. He got carried off in a stretcher. It looked like it was a terrible injury. And all of a sudden, Bishop, day to day.
0: And it's okay if they play Vasilevsky for a game. That's why they have him. And like I said, you got the playoff experience sitting right there in your backup goaltender. Seriously. What an advantage that is.
1: Really, it really is an advantage. And also, Tyler Johnson got banged up in that game, too. And luckily, he came back. And the Lightning, Lightning take game one in Pittsburgh. They're just a resilient team. I love watching
0: Tampa Bay play. I mean, if I'm playing this game, logically, I'd say that I could see Pittsburgh winning in seven, but internally, I'm rooting for Tampa.
1: I like Tampa a lot. I really do like Tampa. Obviously, and also, the big thing for Tampa is, Strawman, one of their defensemen, is day-to-day now also. He hasn't played since, I think, March. And Stamkos is skating. And Stamkos is skating. So, if Tampa can get those two players back, holy smokes, and they just won game one in Pittsburgh,
0: man... They're a tough out. They'll give the Wester the West run. They'll give whoever comes out that Wester run. I mean, it's incredible.
1: And, just, and, obviously and we
0: keep on talking about the NA, these NHL teams and the Bruins mm-hmm. not changing their coach, and you have to think that the Bruins have to be regretting that decision already.
1: I don't think they are. I don't think it's just us that regret it for them, to be honest. I don't think that the Bruins are.
0: True. I've regretted it for them. They're going to regret it for sure. Yeah.
1: I regret it too. I, I, and the thing is, um, Tampa Bay, they just – they have a lot of young players. They have obviously they have some veterans too. They they just they have skill. They have goal scoring. They have grit. They have toughness. They have good goalie. They have good defense. They have good coaching. And it's just you look at Tampa Bay. They're just solid. And now that I think about it, the, if the Bruins were in the playoffs, they wouldn't have beaten Tampa. They would not. I don't think Tampa. Would, I think Tampa would have beat the Bruins. They would have gotten crushed. Just like they did. The Bruins would have
0: gotten crushed. But you know the biggest thing that we underestimate is the difference between regular season and postseason and the teams that can turn it up a notch. And Tampa's the reason turned it that up. I kept on the reason that I didn't believe the Bruins could make it is because I've watched these other teams turn up that notch and the Bruins couldn't keep up. The Bruins would have gotten swept. That's how good Tampa really yeah, is. So,
1: so yeah, Tampa Tampa's been really impressive. I've been really, really impressed with Tampa Bay. And they're already up 1-0 they they play game two in Pittsburgh. And if Tampa Bay can win game two, look out.
0: Oh, yeah. No, look out for sure when it comes to Tampa Bay.
1: So are you picking Tampa to beat Pittsburgh, or are you just... <laughs>
0: That's a coin I'm, flip. I'm, I know. I'm going to put I, you on I, the spot there. I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. And I put in, in my um, brackets that I do a weekly one too. I picked Pittsburgh, and after T- Tampa won game one, I, I already want to switch it. So I,
1: I've liked, I liked Tampa before the series started. I don't know why even though Pittsburgh's been hot I just feel like Tampa Bay matches up pretty well with Pittsburgh. They they're both speed teams. Tampa Bay can keep up with Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? Like when they Washington not a quick team. Washington's more of a heavy uh puck possession team and I feel but like,
0: Pittsburgh plays very physical too if you watch that first game they play yeah, very physical I, and they don't they, they don't quit.
1: No, they don't quit. They don't quit at all, but I think the Lightning has just as much speed as is Pittsburgh, and I feel like that's the lightning.
0: The lightning as a team have more of the deeper playoff run experience because of last year, and that is where I think Tampa's advantage is.
1: Well, I think Washington was also vulnerable with Tampa, with Pittsburgh's speed. I don't think Tampa is. I think Tampa can match them with speed, and that's why I thought Tampa was a better matchup with Pittsburgh. And I think if Tampa played Washington, it would have been a lot more difficult because Washington, I think, Washington's more physical. But I think I like Tampa, I think Tampa's going to beat Pittsburgh. And the if Stamkos come, comes, and, 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 comes
0: back by the Stanley Cup and you get that opportunity with Stamkos, yeah, you get you watch out.
1: And Strauman, too. How go against Those, it those, sport? those are two, got, two big names. And if Bishop plays, too, even though, like you said, Vasilevsky's a solid backup, but if Bishop can come back and play, I think Bishop's been underrated in these playoffs. I think Bishop's been great. Man.
0: All these underrated names, Kucherov, Killorn, Johnson, Hedman. Do I need to keep going? Plot. Tampa
1: Edmonds Bay is stacked.
0: Headman's a stud. Yeah, Tampa Bay is stacked. They, they are, really fun are stacked.
1: To the, the Bruins would not have beaten them. And
0: this is why the, you have to save the Bruins yourself going Bruins would not
1: next have year. beaten them in the first round. As much as I wanted, to, it's gonna. Be, yeah, the Bruins have a lot of work to do, and it's tough because the division's only gonna get better. We talked about this on previous shows.
0: Yeah, he's like, he's but, only gonna get better.
1: Well, Tampa Bay's going to get better. Florida's getting better. Montreal's not going to get better Bishop in the year and, than Wasn't they did
0: Bishop this and Edmonton year? at one point? No, Ottawa. I remember correctly? Ottawa. Ottawa, that's right, Ottawa.
1: But you look at the Bruins, you look at the division, right? You have Detroit, a team they're to, to be reckoned with. You have Tampa Bay, obviously, who's in the conference finals. Florida, who's in the playoffs again and won the division. And they're only going to get better because they were a young team. You have... Montreal, who's not going to be as bad as they were last year, they're going to get carry, get price, carry back. price back. They'll be able to get players to bring into Montreal. Montreal is one of the best sports markets to play. Even though I hate Montreal Canadiens, they they can bring people in if they want to. Then you have Buffalo, yep. who has Jack Eichel and Jack only, Eichel. It's only going to get better. And now you have Tampa. You have Toronto, who just won the draft lottery and have the best coach in NHL, one of the best coaches in the NHL, in Babcock.
0: So and you have Ottawa, that's the king at rebuilding.
1: I mean the this division like the, where are the Bruins gonna go right now? You need know like I, I don't know, and that's the scary part about it. You look at you, you look around well, he,
0: the, you, you look at the early signs of what the Bruins are doing in this offseason and You kind of ask yourself, how can you be optimistic?
1: I don't even look at the, what the Bruins are doing. I look at what the other teams have on their roster and what the other teams look like going forward. Ottawa just changed their coach, so obviously they're gonna be rejuvenated, ready to go. Florida got some playoff experience this year, and now they're gonna be ready to go next year. Uh, you think you don't think Montreal is licking their chops right now to get back on the ice after having the worst year possible by them?
0: No, they're absolutely licking their chops. Montreal's a team that's going to win this division next year. Buffalo
1: went from having like 50 points to about 75, 80 points this year.
0: They'll be in the playoffs next year. They,
1: they're they building their team up. And then you have Toronto, like I said. Toronto, Even though Toronto... And let's
0: not talk about the rest of the Eastern Conference getting better.
1: And, uh, not, to talk, even talk about Toronto quickly... Even though they were the one of the worst teams in NHL this year, remember how many games when the, they were
0: when they were cut loose, what happened?
1: Yeah, they 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 played they played tough. Remember the, they they beat the Bruins in overtime. Remember that? We remember like yeah. you crap. But the Toronto did that to a lot of teams this year. They never quit.
0: No, and that's the team to watch out for. You mean you you can see Toronto being on the rise, and Mike Babcock's, Mike Babcock is making a difference.
1: And obviously, you look at the other the other division for wildcard purposes. You have. Pittsburgh, Washington. Philadelphia. Pittsburgh, Washington, New York Rangers. Obviously, all three of them are good. Philadelphia, the Islanders. Philadelphia, the Islanders. Columbus is going to get better. I can't see Columbus having a bad year they have this year. The Eastern Conference is like
0: well, you look at it and you go where's where's the where's the Bruins spot on this Eastern Conference? It's it's going to be tough. That's what you have to ask yourself. Exactly.
1: It, that's why this I think this season, this offseason is the biggest offseason in the Bruins in recent Bruins
0: memory. No, it has to be, the because something has to be done. You can't keep the same team going into next year. You can't keep and hope that you're going to stay the same, because you're not going to get better. And something has to give. Something has to give. And I don't know what's going to happen. Obviously,
1: I wish I could predict it. I wish I could figure out and get into Don Sweeney and Camille's minds and, and see what their plan is. But obviously, sometimes your 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 plan doesn't work. Like Obviously, you got to have more than one plan. And, and the, the minds, not me, Eastern Conference looks pretty good.
0: I mean, for me, the only real logical solution is into Tugrulask, but that's the only for me. But for me, that's the only logical reason. It's of everything else for this team that's out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough, but who do All right, we it's got? It's time at this to Western conference wrap on today's podcast. Oh, before yeah, before we wrap up, I'm gonna I'm, I want to go to St. Louis. I I like St. Louis the whole season for some reason. I don't know. I like the way they play. I love Tarasenko. I think Tarasenko is great. I love watching Jaden Swartz as well. I, I'm going to go St. Louis. I don't feel confident about St. Louis, though. I think the I think that, I think that series is going seven.
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take San Jose in seven. Call me yeah, crazy. I think
1: no, I'm not going to call me crazy at all. I think this series is a toss-up, and I think it's going seven games.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely going seven. But it's gonna be a heck of a series to watch.
1: Yeah, it really is. So, and hopefully the the playoffs has been great to watch so far. Let's hope it keeps and remains remains good. Because I mean, I, I'm still watching even though the Bruins are out.
0: I'm watching off and on. I haven't been as attentive as I usually am when it comes to hockey. Guilty as charged.
1: That's all right. Sometimes when the Bruins are out and your team's out, you just kind of get drained of hockey.
0: That's a good way of looking at it too. I mean, that in life.
1: Yeah, but it's time to put a wrap on today's podcast. This broadcast will be available on demand on the CONS Radio mobile app, as well as CONSradio.com. Thank you, everyone, for tuned in. Help support this show by subscribing to Bruins Beat Podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. And please leave us a rating and review. We'd love to know what you think, and, and you'd help grow the show by doing so. Today's show is brought to you by Loot Crate and SeatGeek. Once again, some great deals, and most importantly, you'd help us with this broadcast so we can be- so we can come here after every game. Go to audiblepodcast.com Celtics for a free 30-day trial of auto- audiobooks and get the best deals on sports and concert tickets by using the promo code CELTICSBEAT, all one word. For a $20 rebate on your first ticket purchase when you download the Seat Geek mobile app, our two... Presenting sponsors who, along with, most importantly, our loyal ONS Radio audience makes these broadcasts possible. For media coordinator Nick Sicento, producer Matt Rury, C.O.N.S. Radio program director Larry H. Russell, the founder of the network Nick Gelso, and for my co-host tonight, Jason Buckley, I'm Michael Cedapani. We'll see everyone right back here for the next episode of the Bruins Beat podcast. We'll have a lot of stuff to break down next week, hopefully. Hopefully we'll get some NHL news. And don't forget to follow myself and Jason on Twitter at Seta 22 at JasonBuckley91. And don't forget to go to this video for everything you need. All sports are being updated there constantly. We have a ton of stuff there. Go check out our website. It's great. And we will be back next
0: week. Go Bruins. Go Bruins.